This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. What's up, guys? Uh, uh, welcome to Master, Masters of the, the, the Cinematic the Cinematic Universe. That was my podcast. Um, like, burn this thing to the ground. Burn it. <laughs> We're trying. I don't know what to tell you. Ah, what's going on, Doug and Eric and Joe here for another edition of Masters of the Cinematic Universe main movie feed. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> Masters class sounds cool. This is just like, eh, main movie feed. Yeah. It's the old rusty one. That's yeah. been going, that's been chugging along for what I'm being told is close to, if not 100 episodes. Thereabouts, give or take. Yeah. Well, maybe a little yeah, over. Yeah. It depends on if you count some re-ratings episodes as as, a, yeah. as actual episodes or not. I, I think well, we've been doing this for 100 episodes at least, and that's yeah, pretty yeah. fucking impressive. Yeah, fuck the minutia, man. I'm I'm calling this the 100th episode. It works for me. I don't me. care. Yeah, yep. what, is, what is math? I don't care. Yeah. It's so true. congratulations, boys, because yeah, right? that's a big milestone. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. And I'd, like, I'd like to toast the occasion with this big jumbo can of beer. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I got one of those, too, this time. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Get re- <laughs> you do? He's not even prepared for the fucking episode, man. You got to have your drink ready to go. Uh, I think I'll drink this uh, big-ass India Pale Ale from the Social Club Hazy IPA Beat Culture. 7%. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's go. got a cool label. That's Wait a minute, I'm drinking a beer that's got it's more got, alcohol got a cool than label. It does. It does. Like a jazz band. Cheers, boys. This is cheers. This is, mm. Salud. <laughs> I shouldn't drink it so loud. So check it out, guys. <coughs> Calm ah, down, Joe. I was trying to drink it loudly for the mic for the effect, and I just swallowed a bunch of bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I swallowed a bunch of bubbles trying to do it. Oh nice. no. Well, this is from so, Miami. I wonder it's so good. Oh, oh there you go. Um, hmm. That checks all the, all your boxes then. Yeah, it does. Um, so as we do our what's new, I have to start because I'm really excited about this. Okay. I am a fan of the band Green Day. Okay. From way back. What? Yeah. <laughs> love that band. And, you know, I still love that band. It's not very fashionable to love that band, but I do. I, I liked the older Green Day, but not the new stuff. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not the same. It's, it's not. The it's same. just different. It's different, but I respect them, right? So one of my favorite Green Day records was Kerplunk when they were back oh, yeah. in on Lookout. Amazing album. So my wife finds a Green Day Kerplunk T-shirt online somewhere, right? It's at fucking like American Eagle. It's like one of these stores we used to make fun of when we were teenagers. <laughs> But it only comes in women's sizes. Yeah, me okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she orders me the shirt in a women's 
XL or LXL, which is like a pretty wide fucking range. But even though it's like kind of super baggy, I I got it. I got it on. Man. It's right. old school. Look at that. Logo. It's yeah. very nice. And it's wow. got a little flower on it and everything. I love it. I love it. So I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Because to find a Kerplunk t-shirt, you know, like yeah. where are you going to find that, man? Unless you can time travel back to fucking 1990. Not I know. Yet. That's old. <laughs> was that the year it was from? I think so. Yeah. It's around there. I know that. Because they started in like 88. So that's yeah, it would have been somewhere around there. 90, 91. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week. Too nice. bad I don't have the internet to look things up. <laughs> you know, you got to learn how to swallow, buddy. Uh, right? Not my specialty. No. Let's that's see. not what I heard. Uh, <laughs> from yourself? <laughs> 91. <laughs> 91, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that was that was exciting. I watched a new movie today. Oh, um, please tell me it's this one. You've never seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this movie before. No, I love this movie. Um, in fact, I have proof that I love it. But I saw this movie called uh, 65, which is like this sci-fi Adam Driver movie that I just kind of put on his background because I was trying to get through some commissions and stuff and uh, fucking made me abandon my commissions because I got so sucked into this movie. Okay. It, really? It's just like big, dumb fun. I like dumb fun. I'm in. <laughs> you had me at big, dumb fun. <laughs> it's classic sci-fi. It's, it's basically like, you know, put a plot into a random twilight zone generator machine <laughs> yeah, okay. and you get the plot of this movie where it's oh. just like what if you know planet earth was visited by a man 65 million years ago and he landed there like a week before the asteroid that destroyed the planet <laughs> okay i'm down so, cool timing yeah. yeah sounds really, like the movie yeah. year one <laughs> close yeah close um also my favorite adam driver thing ever is the fact from john oliver just constantly sexually harasses him <laughs> yes <laughs> until the one time he actually showed up on the john oliver set and told him to fucking mm-hmm. knock it off <laughs> yes that that's is, pretty that's great a great running gag it is yeah i so, like adam driver man yeah. he's, he's a yeah, he seems like somebody you'd want to hang out with you yeah. know he yeah. seems like a cool dude I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> I can love that guy. Yeah. What's new with you guys, man? What's new with you, Doug? Uh, I did some time traveling, too, on Saturday. Oh. I traveled back to 1983. Um, bum, a few weeks back, bum, I was bum, in New York, bum, and bum, bum, my cousin bum, and his bum, friend, bum, they asked me bum. if I was interested in going to see a band that I followed back in the day. 40 years ago right it's this three-piece prog rock band called zebra okay um, right. long island band via new orleans so they're all from new orleans but they migrated to long island because like that was the, I, the long island was one of the epicenters of like zydeco music, music back in the early <laughs> 80s you know yeah zydeco music exactly <laughs> so yeah these three dudes and they it's a prog rock band a la rush with like long you know, the bassist played the synthesizers That's and cool. mm-hmm. the guitarist played double neck guitars and the drummer, you know, double like bass, big drum set, you know. And it was just that kind of music. It was that kind of triumph, rush kind of prog rock shit. And Man. We loved them. And, and the so local cool. program director from the radio station on Long Island at the time was like, he, he was their guy. So he, he played the shit out of them on the radio. So they got real popular. They got a record deal. They did four albums, four or five albums. 
And we used to go see him. Like there was this one club down by me called Hammerheads. And it was this gigantic rock club at two stages and just like four bars in this big fucking place. And they play there all the time. That's where I used to go see Twisted Sister too. Nice. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is so. So they had the 40th anniversary of their first album release. That's they had cool. A show. So they played the whole album from start to finish, plus all their other hits. Plus, they were they started out life as a Zeppelin cover band, right? So that's where the zebra name came from. Yeah. So so they would they would always close the show, and any encores they did were Zeppelin songs. And so that was like, and it was at a great venue. It was right across the street from my cousin's apartment. So like, there was no driving involved. So I told you guys off air that drinking started at two thirty in the afternoon. And it went till two thirty in the morning, <laughs> mm. and then I I have to publicly thank both of you for postponing. We were supposed to record last night, but I was in no shape. It's okay because I, I had to drive four and a half hours home yesterday, and I keep forgetting that I cannot keep up with you youngins. It's I need I have way more recovery time mm. needed. So, um, but it was like the concert was amazing. They played for over two hours. The opening band was a local Southern rock band from the early 80s that we used to go see, Stanton Anderson Band. And I didn't know it till like right before, you know, my friend said, yeah, Stanton Anderson's open up and I shit myself because like it's another blast from the past, you know, just like a whole big old memory swoop. And the show was fucking amazing. I was crying like because of the memories, because just hearing the songs and thinking about you know, 1983. I mean, I met my wife that year um, and just all the good times with my friends in the clubs. I, 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 I was able to share my Richie Blackmore, you know, on a Monday night in a, in a small venue story where I, wa- I got to watch him play with a local band we used to hang out with. That's cool. Like all, all those memories came flooding back to me, you know? So like I'm listening to these songs and I'm fucking crying. It was so stupid. <laughs> no, no, I get it, dude. Yeah. But the last thing I'll say is, so just imagine a whole theater full of people my age, right? Three quarters of them dressed like they did back in 83. So it's kind of <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. And fuck these people. I look so much better than them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How many people accidentally yelled out bingo when they didn't have bingo? It <laughs> <laughs> might have happened. It might have happened. How I many two small it. members only jackets? Were I was, there. yes. I was so drunk, but. Um, I might have done that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say for the hundredth time, man. I look good. Yeah, yeah right, man. Hell yeah. So, I, I get the whole thing, man. Like, there's bands that their music should not elicit tears, but mm-hmm. you know, yep. for me, like, I'm going to see the Bouncing Souls pretty soon. That's like fast punk rock music makes me cry. Some of those songs just make yeah. me cry because it takes yeah. me back to a certain yeah, place. For sure. You know? Yep. Yep. So, so it was uh, it was the best weekend. I had a really good time. I got to hang out with my cousin. I, I got to have White Castle. I mean, fucking White Castle. It's like my favorite garbage food. And I got to have that. I didn't get sick from it. Um, so what more can you ask for? Yeah. You know, it was a great fucking Not much. Weekend. Not much. Yep. Joe, what's new with you, bud? <sighs> I think all I did this week was like work, work. And then on the weekend, I had to work and do my lawn. Oh, um, and, and like since my lawnmower wouldn't like stay running like i could do like like a little bit of the time it would overheat and shut off oh that's so, the worst so i had to work on both saturday and sunday and it really it really just sucked because all i really wanted to do was nothing and i couldn't do that so i don't really know what to do anymore with my life because 
I just kind of want to do nothing. I just want to maybe sit in traffic or just relax, but... That sounds great. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't do shit this week, so I'm glad I picked a movie about doing absolutely fucking nothing as a yes. philosophy in life. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the song I thought it was either, I think. It's, it's still oh, fun. There it is. I love this fucking soundtrack to this movie. So tonight we are doing the 1999 classic Mike Judge masterpiece, Office Space. Yes, I'm really fucking excited, guys. I don't have an applause button. I would have hit it. Um, look, look, I I'm really fucking excited about this movie. I'm not gonna fucking lie, too, dude. I I'm not. I'm listen. You and I are not often on the same wavelength like yeah. this. I fucking adore this movie. Oh, no, um, absolutely. I have a shit ton of trivia to get to before we even start because I'm just going to get this out of the way and do this trivia. One of the coolest pieces of memorabilia to come from this movie, which I believe Eric has, is a oh. red swing line stapler. Are you ready for this, buddy? Yeah. So, so a little back story here. A red swing line stapler did not exist before this movie was made. They actually tried to get them to make one for this movie, but they wouldn't make one. They wouldn't do it until this movie became a success on home video and they capitalized. And this one is actually signed by the one and only Stephen Root. That's fucking awesome. That's so great. That's awesome. So this this is like simultaneously the coolest and weirdest piece of film memorabilia in my in my house yeah so just um, one of the many things this movie spawned is the fact that you can now have red swing line staplers because of exactly. this fucking movie mm-hmm. yep. another thing that was spawned by this movie was the tv show the office the fucking one of the biggest tv shows in tv history was spawned by this movie the british version of the office came out after they watched this movie and decided it would be fun to make a workplace tv show about people not giving a fuck at their job Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when the American version was set to be made, Mike Judge was actually originally asked to be the director of the show. They wanted him to basically be the screenwriter, director, run the entire show, and he decided not to. And Greg Daniels, who also was a co-producer on this movie, decided to take over and run The Office. Oh, so gosh. if it wasn't for this fucking movie, you'd never have Jim and Pam. You'd never have My- Michael Scott. You'd never have Dunder Mifflin. So you're welcome, people who love The Office for this my movie. My heart would have been broken. I, I, I would have had a hole in my heart, and I, I wouldn't have been able to identify why. This yeah. is for every yeah. person that I've ever <laughs> asked, do you watch Office Space? And they go, oh, yeah, I love Jim and Pam. I said, no, that's The Office. It's not Office Space. <laughs> you guys don't yeah. even know the, fact, yeah. the thing that spawned your favorite no. TV show of all time. So fuck nope. you all, but this is the reason it exists. <laughs> Mike Judge is the reason it exists. Speaking now, of Joe, Mike can Judge. I, can oh, I yeah. say this real quick? Yeah, yeah. I was watching years ago. I was watching like Ghostbusters drunk with my, my wife's cousin. All right. Sounds and, like a plan. And he, and he said, the last 15 minutes of this movie are a perfect movie. Yes. He loved it so much. <laughs> And I feel the exact same way about the first 15 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can watch it over and over again. It's so it's, good. There's, there's absolutely zero flaw in it. It is the most perfect, like, yeah. fucking little it's, slice. It's, of, it's perfect uh, example of eating the peppers. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the most relatable. Yeah. Well, you, you'll get to it. But there are, there are little fucking what you could consider throwaway moments in this movie that I feel on a cellular level. Yeah. My yeah. judge. Someone actually had to fight for so many things in this movie because the the studio didn't want them to do it. And he said, no, this is how I want this. They wanted a a bigger actor. They wanted Matt Damon to play Peter. And 
And they wanted him to smile more. They said, he doesn't smile enough. And Mike Judge is like, that's what it's like working in an actual office. Yeah, exactly. You don't have a clue. <laughs> because before yeah. he was a director, he was a engin- he worked in an engineering firm in a cubicle. And he mm. absolutely hated it. And this movie came from a series on Liquid TV called Milton, which were little sketches that he would do, you know, portraying different people. There was a Lumberg in there. There was a Milton in there. And uh, it revolved around, you know, him having his desk move, him having his stapler taken. All that, all these things are from this little short show. Right. Um, also, Mike Judge, known for the greatest movie of all time, Idiocracy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna ch- to throw the gauntlet. Yeah, down. we're going to have a problem here, Joe, yeah. when the ratings come. Well, oh, yeah. well he's, also, uh, he's also, you know, responsible for a little show called Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill and Silicon Valley. Just, you know, all yeah. these fucking classic amazing shows the man's got a pedigree he does there is no question um i I challenge anybody to go find his commencement speech he did at the san diego university i think it's uc san diego and he gets up there and does the entire thing just talking about how shitty and like how much of time time he wasted in college (laughs) and at one point he even starts talking in like a fucking uh boomhauer voice because he doesn't care anymore oh shit um and while he um, while he was directing this movie, it's known that on set a lot of times he spoke either as Butthead or Boomhauer. Like those are the two voices he did the entire time he was directing <laughs> oh, this movie. That's great. Also, he's in this movie. He's Joanna's boss, Stan. Yes, like, he is. That's my judge. Um, and speaking of them wanting Matt Damon for Peter, the original people to audition for Diedrich Bader's role of Lawrence was Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Oh shit, that would have been weird. I know, but when they saw Dieter Bodrick, they were like, oh, like, our Dietrich Bodrick, you're fucking perfect for this role. Um, another fucking fun piece of trivia Stefan Root, who, when you see Milton, you're like, that doesn't look like Stefan Root. Like, it does not look like him at all. The glasses he wore were so fucking, like, strong and bad that he actually had to wear contacts in order to be able to see out of them. So he wore corrective lenses to correct the corrective lenses. You know, it's funny because I, I always think about that when I see somebody wearing like Coke bottle glasses like that who don't wear glasses. Like, yeah. that's got to be the hardest thing, you know? Yeah. So he had to wear um, contacts under his under those glasses in order to be able to see. Um, wow. That's crazy. This movie is, is set in a generic, you know, city, but it's actually filmed in Austin, Texas. And those first couple of days when they were doing the, the car scenes, it was over 100 degrees outside. So everyone really was fucking miserable. You could see it. They were all sweating like pigs. Yeah. Um, except that old man walking down the street. Um, I know. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. Joe just pulled up his notes for this fucking episode. And it looks like he's holding a goddamn manifesto. Pretty much, yeah. How thick? How many pages is That's that? That's a lot of pages. I think right. there's five pages. Oh, oh all yeah. right. It looks thicker. That's what she said. Yeah. Looks he's thicker using on that, camera. He's using that 28-pound oh. bond. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, cu- a, a couple other pieces of trivia, then we'll get to the movie itself. TPS report stands for Test Project Set, which is from Mike Judge's engineering days. <laughs> so if anyone's ever wondering what a TPS report is, that's what it is. I hope you got the memo. Um, Dave Herman, who's in this movie, who I fucking love was also an idiocracy as are you sure you're not the smartest guy in the world <laughs> like um he was the secretary of state in that move, movie he also uh was in a lot of voice acting work he's done um most notably futurama he did 20 30 different voices on that show yeah um but in order to get him in this movie and mike judge wanted him in this movie he was on mad tv at the time and had to get out of his contract because his contract was exclusive that he couldn't do anything else so he basically 
just did as many fucked up things as he could to get fired from Mag TV to get released from his contract so he could be in this movie Holy to play shit. Michael Bolton. You know, it's funny. I just I just listened to a, a, a Marin episode of WTF. He interviewed Alex Borstein. And she had, like, some similar shit to say. She was trying to get some stuff done and couldn't get it done because Matt TV's, like, they were very, very fucking possessive of mm. their cast, like... Yeah, it's just yeah. interesting that that's a second second story in a, in a in a couple of days I've heard about that. Um, another thing is they wanted a big star in this movie because since everyone was smaller roles, they had a couple a couple decent you know decently well known people. Diedrich Botter was coming off of um, uh, what's that show he was on? Oh, the uh, the Drew Carey Drew Carey show show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and Jace, John C McGinley of course you know big yeah. star. Um, Ron Livingston at the time was kind of like an unknown. Yeah, he um, hadn't even done. Uh, he hadn't even done uh, Band of Brothers yet. That's before that. So yeah. yeah, you're right. He wasn't that known. So um, so they got Jennifer Aniston, who's at like fucking like height of her career with Friends right? right now. Middle of Friends, yeah. Do you know who recruited her to this movie? No. It was somebody she went to high school with. That was a close friend of hers. Yeah. David Herman. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that, that that seems like a monster get for a movie like this, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so At the time, yeah. That was most of the random trivia's I had from this movie. I just thought it was kind of cool stuff, like you know. <clears throat> that is really neat. Yeah, because I had read that with, with Jennifer Aniston, and it was it came down to the fact that the studio, that's why the studio let them not cast Matt Damon and the other people who were talking about it, because they needed that one big name. And when they got Jennifer Aniston. They sort of relented to Mike Judge about letting the the other yeah. you know actors and actresses get in there. So that's cool. Yeah, and she's not in it a ton, man. So it, no. you know, it no, kind no. of feels like a bait and switch too. You know, if you're the studio, I gotta imagine they sat down and watched like a cut of this movie, and they're like, "Can we get some more fucking Aniston in here?" Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, but she doesn't have a ton of screen time. No, no. Feels like so. All right, so let's get into this masterpiece. I love this movie. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna blow this movie pretty hard. I'm. A, I. 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 I have to say before we even get started that that Idiocracy is ahead of this. As much as you love this movie, Idiocracy is ahead of this for you. I know it is because I know it's your favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And I can completely understand why. Like I totally get why. Look, when I get to ratings, I mean. <laughs> oh no! I know it's gonna be pretty I'm, fucking you're good. Right. <laughs> you're right. All it needs to be is is a half a notch lower, and and it and it and it all tracks. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I yeah, this. I'm excited because all three of us are so on board with this before yeah. we even start. The ratings, know that. the ratings for me is just going to be listening to you justify <laughs> why this isn't as good as Idiocracy. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So the movie starts out with an overview of a random city. The, the license plates all have just cheap American flags. And it's like the, most, right? the worst prop ever made for a movie. Um, they're in rush hour traffic uh, trying to get to work. We first see Peter, played by Ron Livingston. Um, it's stop and go traffic, and I, I like the fucking like joke of the old man with the walker going faster than the cars. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and as um as Peter does the thing that every one of us at some point in our life has tried to do, where we switch lanes to get into a faster lane that's moving, and yes. then it immediately stops in the lane we were in, starts moving again. Yes. And then he switches Jesus. back to that lane again, and then it stops. And he, like I could I like tell you, it was it was such a brilliantly you know they talk about that fucking that Steven um, Spielberg sequence. In the in the car chase scene, it was like his first movie. How brilliantly yeah. cut it was! This is that man because like, I'm not saying that Mike Judge is Steven Spielberg, 
But <laughs> this 45 seconds of film perfectly captures that feeling. It's so mm-hmm. universal, dude. Like fucking and and Doug talks a lot about like the things that get referenced in his house like daily and weekly. Yeah. This is like top of the heap when it comes to movie references. This moment in office space where you're trying to get into the faster lane and failing, we do it all the time. Yeah. Like, oh shit, look, we're office spacing. This is literally one of the most relatable movies I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. Um, And quotable. Like, yes. um, So, you know, for me, like, that's going to rank and rewatchable. It's going to rank this movie really fucking high (laughs) for me. Um, So, so, uh, you get the back and forth. He keeps going. And then eventually he sees the old man's already down the fucking street by the time he's even moved yeah. three car lengths. Um, next, we see David Herman playing Michael Bolton. Although we don't know he's Michael Bolton at this point. We just know he's Michael. Right. And he's in a car and he's rapping to uh, Scarface. <laughs> just fucking going hard <laughs> as hell. And he sees this like black dude selling flowers on the side of the road in the median. He's like walking towards him. And he really slightly just reaches up and locks his door and turns the radio down. That was so racist. <laughs> it's the... It's just, Dude, he's rapping like that. I'm like, yeah. this is dumb. Nah, motherfucker, nah, motherfucker, kill. <laughs> and then he's like, pussy. He's like, <laughs> uh, I expect to see him with the Lonely Island after this. Yeah, the dichotomy of, of the characters in this movie and the music they choose in the soundtrack yes. is fucking hilarious to me. Yep. It's so funny. Because the soundtrack is N-word crazy, but it's transposed yeah. against the... <laughs> The whitest white guy you'll ever see. Yes. Um, So uh, right behind him, though, we see Samir played by Ajay Naidu, and he's uh, frustrated at the traffic. He just starts beating his steering wheel and cursing. We've all done this. Like, we've done all of these things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, we've all turned our radio down. We've all locked our doors. We've all fucking cursed. We've all switched lights. I mean, everybody has done this. That's why it's so relatable. Um, then we just see Milton, played by Stefan Root, sitting at a bus stop, kind of mumbling to himself like no one's listening to him. He's like, mm, the bus going to be late today. I don't know, 15 minutes late. <laughs> um, uh, next, we get a view on what could be any, like, corporate, like, um, uh, campus in the world like oh definitely they all looked exactly the same this is like yep. any town usa and any we see industrial park you've ever been to yep yeah, the in a tech building <laughs> um we see uh bill lumberg played by gary cole gary cole who uh he did a really good job as harvey birdman by the way he's like one of my favorite roles he's ever had <laughs> um he pulls into the reserve spot in his porsche which has a vanity plate that says my porsche <laughs> i know it's so appropriate it's so, it's appropriate. so like perfect because it's so douchey yeah. um he walks into the building, um, and then Peter walks in behind him from across the field because he apparently he had to park in the bitch parking across the field. Um, <laughs> and as Peter walks in, you see his like nervousness about that door handle that he knows is going to shock him. <laughs> I, I've done this before too, every day. Exactly. <laughs> like it's so that conditioned is, that by is it. The, the absolute best part of this entire sequence. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm telling <sighs> you, like every single thing, you're like, yeah, this is real. This is real. Yes, this yeah. is all real. Um, and it's all set to this like. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. It's like this really happy sounding music. So yeah. like the whole thing is like this like real like mambo dun 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 like and like so it's happy sounding but everyone's just fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Um and as uh as we see him walk into his office, he goes into his teeny tiny little cubicle filled with like extra fucking storage units inside of it. Um <laughs> he turns on his computer and just lets the hell of a day begin. Um, and in something that still to this day haunts my dreams, we hear corporate accounts need a speaking. Just oh, a moment, man. Corporate accounts need a speaking. 
just a moment, and it just keeps going on and on. Oh, you can hear it the whole thing, even when you're not looking at it. You can hear that shit in the background. It's crazy. Yes. So, um, yeah, it happens at random times throughout this movie, too. It's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just this, like, nice little background gag. Um, Peter looks at his watch. We realize that he's 12 minutes late. And I'm going to go ahead and play our first, uh, our first set of uh, drops of the night. And this one I call A Case of the Mondays. <laughs> Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot. But uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Okay? Yeah, no, I, I, right, I have Peter. the memo. I've got it. It's right. <laughs> Hello, Phil. Milton. Hi. Uh, could you turn that down just... A little bit, but I, I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume from nine to eleven. Yeah, no, no, I, I know you're allowed to. I, uh, I was just thinking maybe like a you know personal favor. Well, I, 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 I told Bill that if if Sandra's going to listen to her headphones while she's while she's falling, then I should be able to listen to the radio while I'm collating. Uh-huh. So I don't see why okay. I should have to turn down the radio because yeah, all right. okay. I enjoy listening at a reasonable volume. Thanks. Hi, Peter. What's happening? We need to talk about your TPS reports. <laughs> yeah, the cover sheet, I know. I know. Uh, Bill talked to me about it. Yeah. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. <laughs> and I understand the policy, and the problem is just that I forgot the one time, and I've already taken care of it, so it's not even really a problem anymore. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's just we're putting new cover sheets on all the TPS reports before they go out now, so if you could go ahead and try to remember to do that from now on that'd be great all right peter gibbons yes i have the memo Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? I swear to God, one of these days I I, I just kick this piece of shit out the window. You and me both, man. I think it's lucky I'm not armed. Piece of shit. <laughs> Sam, I not na na naga. Uh-huh. Please. Michael Bolton? That's me. Wow, is that your real name? Yeah. <clears throat> so are you related to that singer guy? No, it's just a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> no one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, well, at least your name is Michael Bolton. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. 
But why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up, G? Want to go to Chachki's? Get some coffee? Oh, it's a little early. I, mean, I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Oh my god, it's like a fucking perfect, like, shitstorm of frustration. I mean, that's very real. I feel triggered listening to this <laughs> movie. Well, I like, mean, it's... Yeah, I hate that that thing where, like, the same... You hear the same thing over and over again, over a very simple mistake. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just, you know... Oh, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, it was a mistake. It's just now we're doing this. Like right. They just, they nailed that passive aggressive yes. upper management fucking mm-hmm. like I'm not a bad guy I'm just coming here to tell you that if you could just do us a favor yeah. because you know it would help things go smoothly if you just got yep. on board with this new process that we rolled out for no fucking reason oh my god dude did you get the memo? Yes. did you get that memo? Yeah. did you get that I, memo? I, I mean I have the memo just how many quotes here also like TPS reports. Mm, okay, you know, did you get the memo? Corporate account speaking, Nina. Oh, you know. Um, oh, that's it's part of the office vernacular now. Like yeah. everybody, even they, they, it's just people say it not having ever even seen the fucking movie. Correct. Because it's just part of the corporate office vernacular. Now. And, and then amazing. one of the biggest ones ever is why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Have you ever yeah. once had a paper jam and not said that? <laughs> Like, Dude, I was a copier tech for 13 years. Like I you said it every shit. single time. <laughs> Ironically enough, there is a paper jam when he yanks the paper out. Do you know how many fucking calls, service <laughs> calls I went on because of that? Uh, There's and, no paper jam, but it says paper jam. And then the, it's easy. Naeen and the giant. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, my favorite Naeen ones later with, with the job. bobs. With the bobs when they say his last name. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not gonna not gonna not gonna keep his job or whatever. He's not gonna work here anymore. Not gonna work here anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then Michael Bolton in that half witted ass clown. <laughs> I've said that you so many times. Did you see the trivia on that? That that actually Oh yeah, Michael like, Bolton hated that. No, I know that, but that ass clown originated. It was Mike just created that. Like, oh, that didn't exist as as a phrase before this movie, and like in 2008, it finally made it into Webster's dictionary, like oh, as a fucking oh. like phrase. <laughs> well, what's funny is Michael Bolton at first was like, "Why are you guys fucking with me?" He's like, "I didn't do anything to you." I know. And but then, then he like, actually embraced yeah, it. He though. did embrace it. Yeah, he did a whole SNL thing with it. Well, he's also been hanging out with Lonely Island, so he's gotten a little cooler. But like at the time, mm-hmm. he's like, "What did I do to you guys?" <laughs> he's a smart businessman. Uh, also, I love how in uh, we talked about this when we did Bad Santa, but uh, Jay Nadu plays the guy who like assaults him in the parking lot and calls him an ass clown. Yes, and uh, right, exactly, exactly. Which I thought was yep. a really cool fucking uh, Easter egg. If you if oh, you knew definitely. what it was from, um, yep. the girl's face, Michael Bolton. <laughs> I know so it's funny. like who the fuck thinks like that, but you know, then I think about people and I'm like, yeah, make it fucking jives. Yeah, yeah, of course it does because people are assholes. Yep. Why would you think he's related? But no, I know why. Because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, That's like, why. this girl ha- like has to be the person who walked. Around. How does she not know these people's name by now? Like, she acts surprised. Like, did she just start? <laughs> like, well, she is listed as a temp in the cast. Oh, okay. Maybe that. Makes but they, there's no indication of that. That's the thing. Yeah. So it is kind of weird because there's no indication of that. Yeah. So I mean, this is like really just a perfect scene of like frustration. Then we go. Oh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Mondays. Just- that gets addressed a little a little bit later and it's great yeah and like he's just like i gotta get out of here i'm gonna fucking shoot myself like it's not even like 10 o'clock <laughs> i know 
Um, so they decide to go to Tchotchkes, which um, it seems like in real life, every one of these like little corporate parks has like every chain restaurant next to it, like your Applebee's, oh, yeah. your Fridays, your um, yeah. all those little shenanigans. Fucking, yeah. Say, well, wait, what's Farva? What's that restaurant you like down down by the road? <laughs> oh, you mean shenanigans? Uh, yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, while they're at the uh, Tchotchkes to commiserate and have a basically a bitch fest. We see we see an overexcited waiter come to their table, and he reiterates that Peter does have, for sure have a case of the Mondays. Yeah, sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, apparently he's doing pretty good because he has thirty seven pieces of flair. <laughs> yeah, thirty seven. Yep. My number. No. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. Peter. In a row? Yeah. <laughs> Try not to suck any dicks on the way to the car. <laughs> uh, Peter is not excited about his life, and he realizes he's just a pussy who submits to everything. <laughs> I like how like Samir and Michael are like, uh, "We're not pussies," and 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 Michael's like, "Yeah, without us programmers, they couldn't do shit." He's like, "I could program a virus that would just rip that place off." Nice little uh, throw in there in the beginning, like you know, like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Superman three. <laughs> I love that it's just the plot of Superman three. It is. It's exactly <laughs> it. Richard Pryor, baby. And I like how they address it like four times too. Yeah. 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 Um, Peter brings up the, the waitress that he's been really into. And, uh, we get our first look at Joanna played by Jennifer Aniston. She's getting stopped and harassed by her boss played by Mike judge. Um, Peter, um, they ask why he doesn't just ask her out and he goes, I can't just ask her out. I'm some like dickhead customer. Like I can't do that. Um, then he remembers that he has a, uh, a meeting with an occupational hypnotherapist that Ann suggested, and he can't play poker with the boys, um, this weekend. Uh, Anne is his current girlfriend who he thinks is cheating on him and apparently so does everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Peter wants to know, uh, Peter wants to know why they they think she's cheating, but he gives up and then he thinks maybe his therapist can help him. I mean, he helped Anne lose weight. (laughs) Then they go, she's anorexic. And he goes, yeah, he's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Michael says today it's not going to solve any of his problems. Especially, and then, uh, and then he says, especially not the ones that are regarding your TPS reports. They bike, they bust his balls. Yeah. Did you get that memo? Didn't get that memo. Oh, I fucking love. I love this movie. Like, I love how they're assholes to each other. I love how they're real. Like, this is how real people would fucking talk. You know? Yes. Um, that was one of the things that um they talked about during the making. This like. Mike Judge wanted this as realistic as possible. He didn't want this to be like fake conversations. He wanted like how real people would act, how real people would talk, like how they'd fuck off at work and not do what they're supposed to do. He was very mm-hmm. a- adamant on this kind of stuff. Um, on their way back to the office, we see Tom Spikowski, played by Richard Reilly. He runs across um, a field frantically towards them trying to get their attention. Now, he does have a memo in his hand, and it's about a staff meeting. And he's just basically screaming, We're all screwed! We're all screwed! <laughs> Um, he says they're going to bring in a consultant and that means basically they're going to downsize. They did the same thing in the trobe last year when they brought in these efficiency experts to interview workers for their own jobs. He's, he's a hundred percent sure he's going to be the first one to let, to be let go. Um, and he's not going to stand in line at the unemployment office with those scumbags. (laughs) (laughs) So this is another little moment that I related to so hard. That stupid ditch that they have to cross. Oh my God. To yes. Get, to get to from where they have to park their cars yep. back into the building. Yeah. I, I had that at one of my jobs and I was like, Oh my God, this is a universal, like they care so little about you. Yes. 
that there's not even a clear pathway for you to get nope. back to nope. fucking no work. bridge, no nothing. You, know, <laughs> nope, you gotta hoof it. Yeah, I, I fucking love like the like just the realism of this movie. Also, Chachkis is just Fridays. Like, oh, it's, it's pre rebranded Fridays. Um, when they get back to the office, they're all sitting in the cubicle together. Um, Tom Tom uh, is talking about how they need to make an invention similar to the pet rock. You know that guy <laughs> made a million dollars. Yeah. That's another quote that a lot has got said so many times. You know, the pet, you know, that guy made a million dollars. He has an idea for another quote here. A jump to conclusions, Matt, where you jump to different conclusions. Yep. <laughs> it's so brilliantly stupid. Like It would have sold. It yeah, would have fucking sold. It's brilliant ignorance is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, however, they crush his spirit and he takes off. Uh Peter reflects on an exercise his guidance counselor used to tell him, what would you do if you had a million dollars? The problem is he never really had an answer to that question. <clears throat> I like some here is like total logical. Oh, I'd get this money and I'd invest it in a mutual fund and I'd yeah. diversify it. Mm -hmm. And Michael like cuts it off. That, that's not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise is whatever you say is what you should go do. And then uh, Peter's like, yeah, but that's bullshit because like there would be no janitors if that's the case. Nobody wants to fucking clean toilets. <laughs> Um, and next, uh, the scene cuts. We go to Peter, who's just now getting home to his apartment at Morningwood oh, Apartments. Wait, that, this, so that that's where where Dave Herman's character is having a fucking ship it over the printer. Again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, PC load letter. <laughs> PC load letter. What the fuck <laughs> is PC load letter? Right. That was ad libbed. Yeah. What the fuck is PC load letter? What the fuck is PC load letter? <laughs> Dude, you know what PC load letter is? No, it's just, it's load. It, it, it means paper out. It was an old fucking antiquated way of saying the paper tray is empty. You got to add paper. That's all it was. It's so good. Letter sized paper. It's so it's good. Load letter. Yeah. So yeah. Peter's now back in his apartment at Morningwood Apartments, which I fucking love the name. Yeah, I know. It's so great. <laughs> and uh, we get our first appearance from Lawrence, and I pulled this clip because this is a fucking great clip. Oh, it's so great. Hey, Peter, man. Check out Channel 9. Check out this chick. Damn it. Lawrence, can't you just pretend like we can't hear each other through the wall? Oh, sorry, man. And over there or something? No, but if you want to talk to me, just come over. Hey, man. Check this out, dude. The key is early detection. Tumors that are detected. Oh, jeez, Lawrence. Well, I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. <laughs> Doesn't that chick look like Ann? Yeah, a little bit. I... Hey, she hasn't been over here in a while. You two still going out? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Sometimes I get the feeling like she's cheating on me. Yeah, I get that feeling too, man. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I don't know. I don't know, man. I just get that feeling looking at her like she's the type of chick that would just... Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Look, I, 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 you know, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. Forget it. Don't worry. It's all right. I just I had a rough day. Tell me about it, man. Uh, oh, I got to wake my ass up at 6 a.m. every day this week. <clears throat> Drag up to Las Galinas. Yeah, I'm doing the drywall up there at the new McDonald's. <laughs> Let me ask you something. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No, sir. No. <laughs> no, man. 
shit. No, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. We still going fishing this weekend? Uh, Lumberg's gonna have me come in on Saturday. I just know it. We can get out of that easily. Yeah. How? Well, when a boss wants you to work on Saturday, he generally asks you at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So all you gotta do is avoid him. That's all right, I've got it. Oh, the last <laughs> few hours on Friday. Duck out early. Turn off your answering machine. You should be home free, man. That's a really good idea. Fucking A, man. Lawrence, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Tell you what I'd do, man. <laughs> Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> That's it? You, you had a million dollars, you, you'd do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. I always <laughs> wanted to do that, man. And I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up, too, because chicks dig dudes with money. Well, not all <laughs> chicks. Well, the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me do. Good point. <laughs> well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do shit. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, I love his character. That's <laughs> so oh, good. Oh, God, Lawrence is great. Um, what's funny is uh, he reminds me of my uncle so much. Because like, <laughs> my uncle's in construction. He does, like, drop ceilings. He has the same haircut. He even sounds like him and looks like him. He's him. got the same haircut? Oh, same exact same haircut. That's fucking beautiful. And every time I see him, he's like, hey, what's going on, Joe? And I'm like, oh, what's up, Frank? And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm working down here in Crystal River today. We're hanging a... Uh, we're hanging some RPF in the new Sonic. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Like, it's, I mean, that is an accurate representation of that dude. Because <laughs> that is my uncle. My Uncle Frank. Like, oh, 100%. So I will find a picture of him, too, and show you guys just so you can see I'm not fucking around. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I love everything about the scene. I love when he goes to open the beer. He hands him the, the bottle over. He's like, no, nah, I got my own. He pulls off his keychain. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. Two chicks at the same time is another quote that, like, I've said so many times. Uh, what do you want to do? Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> well, I figured if I had that kind of money. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. I know. It's brilliant. It's the kind of, the writing. kind of chicks that double up on a guy like me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he can hear him through the, through the fucking walls. Just, oh, dude, those apartments are just like that. That's the thing. Yeah, they're I mean, that's thin. so fucking accurate. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> God, it's so good. Yep. And um, so now we uh, we get to uh, Peter's having a dream sequence, and in his nightmare, actually, all he hears is corporate accounts need speaking just a moment, <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. uh, we see him look at his watch, and it's now ten thirty six a.m. on a Friday. Um, they are at a big uh, meeting, and there's a banner that reads, "Is this good for the company?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which that is something you would see, and um, okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, it makes perfect sense to me. Is this good for the company? Uh, Lumberg is standing there, uh, you know, droning on as Peter asks Tom, "Is is that the guy? Is that the guy?" 
Um, we get introduced to Bob Slidell, played by the one and only fucking master of fucking everything, John McGinley. I love this dude. And I've been re-watching Scrubs lately, so I am like fucking all John McGinley all the time right now. Dr. Yep. Cox is the fucking best. The bay, yeah, 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 <laughs> yes. Okay, Carol. Uh, I love all the different names he has for JD. And I love, <laughs> and in the finale episode when JD's leaving, he gives Dr. Cox a goodbye gift, which is a book of all of the insults he ever said to him. <laughs> and then he gives him a rating scale of one to five based on how emotionally scarred they, they made him. <laughs> it's so good. And then he's like, he, he goes, is there a way I can find something? He goes, well, okay. If, if you want to, there's an index in the back. You look up like, you know, uh, random girls' names. And he goes to the page and it's like, just a list of every girl name he ever called him. <laughs> I fucking love Scrubs. That's such a good show. Oh, it's a great show. It's such a good show. Um, So we get introduced to him. Um, we don't get introduced to the other Bob there, which is kind of weird. It's just him standing there. Um, yeah. Even though it is the Bobs, which I fucking love the Bobs. Called the Bobs. Um, and I basically pulled every Bob's quote um, clip for the rest of this movie because they're all good. Cool. They're some of the best scenes of this movie. Um, and basically, he's going to be helping out by asking questions to run, you know, make things run more smoothly. Um, and then Lumberg says, don't forget, next Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. Yeah. That means... You know, like we're all supposed to be excited over that. That means you could wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans if you want to. If you <laughs> want to. <laughs> like that's some kind of reward. Like Corporate idea of, mm-hmm. of yeah, a yeah. reward. Oh, I fucking love it. So I have my next clip here. Um, I actually spliced this together with a couple different things because it had a big like break in the middle that I kind of cut out here. But this is the first time we get Milton talking about his stapler in, uh, with, with Lumberg. But I said, I don't care if they lay me off either, because I told, I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then, then, I'm, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And, and I told Dom, too, because they've moved my desk four times already this year, and I used to be over by the window, and I could see the squirrels, and they were married. But then they switched from the swing line to the Boston stapler. But I kept my swing line stapler because it didn't bind up as much. And, and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler. Okay, Melvin. And, oh, no, it's not okay because if they make me, if they, if they take my, my stapler, then I'll, I'll, I'll have to I'll set the building on fire. Okay, well, that sounds, uh, sounds great. Uh, I'll talk to you I, later. I, all right, I, bye. <laughs> Hello, Peter. What's happening? I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Okay. Oh, oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday, too. Okay? We uh, lost some people this week, and uh, we need to sort of play catch up. Thanks. Just like the defeat of that moment where he's like, yes, I almost got away with it. Um, the part I cut out was basically him shutting down his computer, which apparently he forgot how long it takes to shut down his computer that he shuts down every day. (laughs) And, but I've been there where it's like, you're trying to like close him. He's like, and you're like almost done. Then like another one comes up, then another one comes up. He's like, fucking just close already. Like fucking done. Um, it's the same thing when I'm uploading things, and for some reason, it just takes forever to upload. Yeah, like I also like the uh, horror music sting that, oh, yeah. that happens 
you know, when he comes to his cubicle. He just turns around and Lumberg's standing right there. <laughs> That's um, fucking awesome. Also, bro. Milton just talking his ear off. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Yeah. About the squirrels being married. <laughs> the squirrels and they were married. Yeah, I used to have yeah. the, the office by the window and I could see the squirrels and they were married. I wonder if he's actually, if that's written down on paper or if he just like ad-libbed all that. Yeah, well, he's talented. He could have been I feel just like they just let that dude go, man. I, yeah. I think if, if like we look at the um, the rankings of character actors, he's probably one of the greatest in history. He's oh, top absolutely. five greatest character actors in history, I think. Absolutely. Gary Oldman's another one, I, I probably I'd say. Oh, yeah. Gary Oldman is the king. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, yeah, Stefan yeah. Root and Gary Oldman but, are like the top two but, for me. He is up there. I mean, shit, I, we watched the season premiere of Barry's last night. It was <sighs> fucking fantastic. And I need to watch I that. I see that, yeah. Uh, dude, such a great show. I've only watched the first two seasons. I didn't watch the third season yet because I want to rewatch. Yeah, I want to rewatch the first two. Such a great show. I'm going to wait till the whole thing's out. And last night got off to a, got off to a great start, so. Nice. Um, so after this scene, we see Peter at the hypnotherapist, Dr. Swanson, played by one Michael McShane from Big Trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want... The girl to have giant tits <laughs> that's the focus of it <laughs> yep. um the second i saw him i immediately was like oh i fucking forgot he was in this yes yeah. i was like so now i got idiocracy tie-ins i've got big trouble tie-ins i'm like this is yep. literally getting be like the perfect movie <laughs> um it, the, the one thing i understand is like who's this other couple that's there like i see yeah, i guess it's a group well it's a group hypnotherapy session i guess maybe they had but... a group on or something <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it's a group on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, fucking Michael Machine. Oh, I fucking love him. He's another great character actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Peter starts talking about how every day is the worst day of his life. It's like, so it gets worse every day, which makes today the worst day of his life, and then tomorrow Dude, will be the worst day of his so life. so fucking hard. It does. It's so hard every time I watch it. Me too. I'm just yeah. like, wow, he's so... Like, the therapist is like, that's fucked up. <laughs> he's like... Yeah, I know. He's like, yeah, but exactly. it's so true. <laughs> Um, and he's like, can you just like zonk me out? So like when I'm at work, I don't realize it. And then like, I could think I was just fishing all day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is actually the premise of that, uh, newer show with Adam Scott. You guys seen that one? I forget Which the name one? of it. Oh, severance. Yeah. Yeah. Severance. yeah, right. yeah. That's oh, exactly I haven't seen it. That yet. You don't remember your work life at home. You don't remember your home life at work. Yeah. Um, so so uh, the, the doctor does say he can help him, though. He says, Peter, relax. Every muscle in your body. And he starts talking him to this really deep state of relaxation. And Peter just starts going deeper and deeper. And Dr. Swanson says he's going to count backwards from three and snap his fingers. And when he does, Peter's going to wake up. But as soon as he gets to one, he basically has a fucking heart attack and passes out. <laughs> Never snaps his fingers, so Peter just stays in the trance. And even though he's dying, Peter has the happiest look of all on his fucking face. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I I feel really good. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's a perfect place for us to feel really good and take our first break of the night. So we will see you guys on part two. Hey, you guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. Sounds good to me. All right. I got a spot. Hourglass yeah. Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious, 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. 
Yeah, the 240 seat Longwood tap room. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog friendly patio. You can't beat that. Absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Mm -hmm. 